0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Investing with Wesley. On today's episode, I wanna give you part three of the first thing, I wanna give you part three of the steps to take when buying your first home. Part three consists of finding the right real estate agent for you and going through the process of finding a home, making an offer, and then going through the steps of escrow. With that being said, we're gonna take a road trip and visit my friend Brittany, who's a real estate agent, and she's gonna give us all the information we're gonna need to know to make your goal of buying your first home a reality. Let's get into it.
1: Good morning, Wesley. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Brittany Black. I'm a realtor with Lion Real Estate here in Folsom, California. I've been selling real estate for 10 years. I've been licensed for 14. I started as an assistant and worked my way up to selling, and I've been in Folsom now for going on eight years and one of the top producers here with Lion.
0: Okay, so step one in buying a home would be to decide if you're even ready to buy a home. Are you ready to take on the commitment of a 15 to 30 year mortgage? And if you are ready for that, what's the purpose of buying your home? Is the purpose to have just a starter home because you're sick of paying somebody else's rent? Is the purpose to have a rental home and try and, you know, start gaining a passive income that way? Or you want your first home to also be your family home that you're going to live in forever? And depending on the reason you want to buy a home, that'll also give people like Brittany and the lender more information to go off of as when making deals and securing financing and that kind of stuff so if i knew nothing about buying a home but you're my friend who i know is a real estate agent and i said i want to buy a home that i want it to be my family home where would you tell me to start
1: where i would tell you to get started is to seek out a mortgage professional mm-hmm. all of us realtors have the people that we trust and i've used my lenders for several years You may have an idea of what you can afford, and you may find out that actually you can afford more, or maybe you can't afford quite as much. With interest rates being as low as they are now, a year ago you may have been able to afford one thing, and now you may be able to afford even more because interest rates are so low. So I would suggest talking to a mortgage professional and finding out exactly what your payments are gonna be, where you feel comfortable, and how much you would qualify to purchase.
0: So let's say that I went through that already, I found the right lender and I am got the pre-approval offer and I'm ready to shop for homes. I think it's safe to say there's a bunch of real estate agents out there working right now, so how do I pick the one that's right for me?
1: Most of the time somebody chooses a realtor based on someone that they know, like, and that they trust. The biggest thing you wanna look for is somebody who has experience. I have been through multiple different markets. I've been in the height of the market, I've been in the low of the market, now we're at the high of the market again, and I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly of real estate. I can negotiate based on any different market, but more than anything, you want somebody that has experience in your marketplace, knows the areas that you're looking, knows how competitive or not competitive a certain market is. Again, more than anything, experience in the marketplace that you're looking.
0: Okay, so I did my research and I found a realtor that I trust that has the experience and I found Brittany. What do we do now?
1: You send me a copy of your pre-approval letter. Mm -hmm. I find out what it is your goals are, are like Wesley said, are you looking to purchase a rental property? Are you looking for your starter home that maybe you want to rent at some point? Really want to just find out what your goals are and find out if this is going to be your forever home, if this is a starter home that you want to rent in the future, or if this is just going to be hopefully an investment as a stepping stone to your next home. Find out exactly what it is that works for you and your family, and then go get in the car and go look out houses.
0: So. We've spent about three weeks on our weekends with me, my family, and you, Brittany, showing us homes. We found the one property that we absolutely love, and it's in the budget or ballpark of where we need to be as far as the pre-approval goes and the mortgage. Um, how do we make an offer? Do I just say, hey, like, let's make an offer, What what do we do?
1: So there's a lot of things that we have to take in consideration when making an offer. In the Sacramento region, the market is super competitive right now, um, and a lot of first-time home buyers are FHA, putting only 3.5% down, or maybe conventional, putting 3% down. And we're up against, a lot of times, cash offers. We have a lot of Bay Area people coming up here, and, um, and they have a lot of cash. Uh, some people are putting 50% down, so how do you compete with cash or someone putting this much money down if you're a first-time home buyer? So there's a few ways to try and get your offer accepted in a really competitive market. You can offer to cover some of the seller's closing costs if you have the extra cash to give that as an option to try and give the sellers more money in their pocket. One of the biggest things that we're doing now is offering the seller a free rent back. And what that means is after, clo- let's say we have a 21 day close of escrow, you can offer the seller, hey, stay in your house for another month for free because your first mortgage payment is not gonna be due until that second month, even though at the end of the day, it's still the same loan amount, but you have that one month to breathe a little bit if you have to stay in your rental property while the seller stays there because you want this house so bad, you're willing to do whatever it takes. One of the other things too that I think that not everybody takes into consideration is if this is a family home and someone has an emotional attachment to it, they're gonna read those letters. They're gonna read those letters, look at those pictures, maybe a video that you wanna to present to the seller to really show why, how much you love this home and why you would be a good fit to, to purchase their home. One of the other things in making your offer more competitive in a competitive market like this is to shorten up your timeframes. If you have a lender, I, my lender, it's hard. Sometimes my lender can close in 14 days. 21 days, there should be no reason you can't close in 21 days. So really shortening up the timeframes of an offer, get your inspections done within five days, have 10 days for your loan and appraisal contingency, 14 to 21 day close. It's tight, but it can be done. And now the seller has their money in their pocket, give them that free month rent back, they still have a month to move while they've got all their money in their pocket.
0: So another question that had to do with house hunting, making offers, and being competitive I had, Would do you think it is more difficult to find a home on the MLS and compete for that home with all the other agents? Or do you think it might be a little bit easier, all those scares, to do something like a HUD home or like a for sale by owner home? Or do you think there would be really no difference in competition-wise?
1: Well, you're gonna have more options when you're searching the MLS and when you're searching all those online websites, definitely. The disadvantage for a seller of trying to sell their home as a for sale by owner is, like you said, there's not gonna not as many people are gonna see your home. So you can try, I know some websites, I think Zillow has a for sale by owner option. Um, I don't know how many people look at that so certainly i mean i would say try anything give give anything an option um but definitely you're going to be able to see and have more options on the mls and having an agent look for you and not even having not even what's already been online but when your agent knows exactly what it is that you want we go to the marketing meetings we go and email all the different offices in the area i know so many realtors around here that when i have a need i check with them to see if anybody has anything that may fit what my client's looking for before it even goes on the mls
0: so with that being said you're going to have a better opportunity finding the home you love when it's listed on the mls but you'll probably have a better chance negotiating if you're really fixed on funding and can't necessarily cover closing costs or go above asking you'll probably have a better time negotiating with something like a for sale by owner just because like Brittany said not many people are going to see it. So since you're not gonna have the flood of buyers you would have with a home list on the MLS, you might have better action creating a deal that works better for the for sale by owner home.
1: And even on a for sale by owner, a lot of times somebody wants a realtor to get involved because there's a lot of legal aspects of it. There are so many documents of it. So even if you see a for sale by owner, contact your agent about it because a lot of times they will work with both buyer and seller to make sure that everything is done correctly.
0: Okay, so whether it's a for sale by owner that your offer got approved or something listed on the MLS, your offer was competitive enough or your story was emotional enough, whatever the reason might be, your offer got approved, what what do we do now?
1: Now you wanna get your inspections done. The three main inspections that I make sure are a roof inspection, a home inspection, and a termite inspection. Now, based on those inspections, if the home inspector recommends something else because there's some other kind of concern, for example, the HVAC is 20 years old and looks like it's gonna go out soon, so then I may get an HVAC inspection. But within that first seven-ish days, get all your inspections done that satisfy you.
0: Now, Brittany, when, when I bought my first home, I had to cover all the inspections out of my own pocket up front. Mm -hmm. Is that normal or is there some stories where you like tie it into the mortgage?
1: No, you can't put inspection costs into a mortgage. If you were to go and ask the seller, again, it's more difficult to do this in a competitive market, but in some circumstances, you can ask the seller to credit you towards your closing costs. However, inspections and appraisal are the only costs for a buyer that have to be paid out of pocket that if you end up backing out of purchasing a home, you will not get those costs back. Once you have gone through the inspection process, if things come up on the inspections that buyer's scared about, your agent then goes back to the seller's agent, tries to negotiate things for you, get some sort of compensation if the roof is nearing the end of its life or something, try and get some of these repairs done, get some compensation, some credits for some of these things so you can take care of them once you close escrow. After you've negotiated on all this, now comes time for the appraisal so the appraisal if you have a house that's listed at 400 you want to get your offer accepted you offer twenty thousand dollars over the house if you're getting a loan the house still needs to appraise at 420. so when you get your appraisal done assuming that the property does come in at value then you can remove that appraisal contingency if you're in contract at 420 and the house comes in at 410 the appraisal comes in at 410 now you have a ten thousand dollar difference Either buyer has to come in with an extra $10,000 cash, seller has to drop their price $10,000, or buyer and seller need to somewhere meet in the middle because the lender can only lend based on the appraised value of the home.
0: So since we're talking in current times, we're in a very competitive market with- With a lack
1: of inventory.
0: With a lack of inventory would it be a wise thing to still ask for repairs before the appraisal or ask the seller to lower the value to meet appraisal? Or do you think you'd have a better shot trying to come up with the money?
1: In a competitive market, it's really hard. Um, When I'm representing a seller, a lot of times now they're asking a buyer upfront to remove the appraisal contingency, say up to $10,000. So if we're in contract at 420, it comes in at 410, buyer's obligated to throw in that extra $10,000. Not a lot of first time home buyers have that ability yeah. to do that. And that's also why it's difficult in this market to compete against cash offers or compete against somebody that's putting 50% down because we're at a disadvantage by putting 3.5% down. So being able to negotiate those things upfront from a seller's perspective is great, but it's a little bit more risky from a buyer's perspective.
0: Why is cash offer so sought after if either way the sellers
1: getting money. still gets their money. Yeah. Um, I have had to explain this to a lot of buyers actually. So with a cash buyer, there's less risk involved from a seller's perspective. A cash buyer could close in seven days. A cash buyer doesn't have an appraisal or a loan contingency. Pretty much the only contingency for a cash buyer is to review those disclosures and to get inspections. Okay,
0: So it's, it's more based off the security for the seller and, and
1: speed yep okay
0: because that was something i never knew either i'm like either way you're getting your money like why is it yeah better? You know yeah I mean? <laughs> no totally
1: i a lot of buyers will ask me that and it's just so much less risk for a seller especially in the market where there is a lack of inventory and a lack of comparable properties if you're if a cash buyer comes in super competitive and there hasn't even been a comp that's sold for that price mm-hmm it would seem like a cash offer is a no-brainer. But that is not to discourage first-time home buyers because there is still a market out there. Sometimes it takes four or five offers for an offer to get accepted, but it does happen.
0: So Brittany, let's say in this scenario, we made the offer on the home, it got accepted, we did the home inspections, and it turned out that the electrics were a little old or maybe some of the drywall showed just a very little bit of weakening from a leak that happened and been repaired years ago. We asked them for repairs, and they said they would repair it. What what other steps do we take? So um, do we talk about getting homeowners insurance, even though it's not necessary? Do we just go through the list of contingencies, removing them one by one, and then you hand me my keys? What What are the next steps?
1: Next steps after you've negotiated repairs, Appraisal came in, negotiated appraisal, or the appraisal came in at value. Then the last contingency to remove is your loan contingency. And then within five days of foreclose of escrow, you have your final walkthrough. The final walkthrough, if there's repairs, that's your chance to confirm that all the repairs have been done, and to basically know that the home is still in the same condition as it was the day that you put the offer in. No one's punched holes in the walls no toilet is overflowing the hot water heater still works just confirming that the property is still in the same condition or better condition as it was the day that you put your offer in
0: okay now i may have just been a really unlucky individual but we got our keys the first of the month or whenever it was and when we did our final walkthrough everything was still perfect but fast forward two weeks to us now owning this home the plumbing was all bad and we noticed a little bit more things that the inspectors didn't notice because usually they don't check for those kind of mm-hmm.
1: things.
0: Are we just like screwed or what could be done?
1: So we always encourage a home warranty, a one-year home warranty. So. We ask the seller to pay for a home warranty, I'd say 75% of the time they do, but it's a small investment if a buyer has to pay for it, it's about $500. So within that first year, if the HVAC goes out, if the toilet overflows, you're gonna pay your $75 service fee, and then the home warranty is going to cover whatever the break is up to a certain point. They're not going to give you a whole brand new HVAC system. They're gonna fix whatever the problem is. They're not gonna replace the entire sewer line, but if there's backup, they're gonna fix whatever the problem is. So it always happens because a home inspector is at your home for two hours. You're now living in your home. You always notice things that you didn't notice before, little things here and there. The only time that you would ever have the ability to take it up with an owner would be a non-disclosure where something is so obvious and you heard from a neighbor, they constantly had drainage issues and no one told you about it, that would really be the only opportunity that you'd have to take it back up with an owner would be if there's proof of non-disclosure. Other than that, your home warranty comes into play and um, you're the homeowner now. So it's your your responsibility (laughs) most of the time now.
0: So with those steps, of you making offers finding the right real estate agent and once your offers get accepted going through the process of you know getting your insurance getting all the inspections once all that's taken care of and you have your keys the process of buying a home is pretty much done but with that being said thank you so much brittany for being here and thank you so much for helping my viewers get educated on buying their first home And if you happen to be in the Sacramento area, I highly recommend you calling up Brittany at Lion Real Estate so that she can help you buy your first home.
1: And you can reach me at 925-787-5460. Thank you for having me.